Wine and Crime contains graphic and explicit content which may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Ancestry.com moment of my life. Oh my. <laughs> Amanda, we do not have that kind here. of insurance. Oh my We've got God. dancing. We've got stripping. We're going to sing later. Magic Mike's last dance is actually what you're here for. <laughs> is that Selma Hayek? <laughs> Oh, my oh God. God. I'm the person who ate Salma Hayek. <laughs> <laughs> it was delicious. Oh, my God. How I is just, everyone tonight? Yeah. We love a good city winery. Love it's a city so winery. And love this city. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Now, she's too. been looking at Zillow, folks. So oh, yeah. Big cross time. your fingies. We'll get her out of Kentucky. Mm-hmm. It won't take much. <laughs> Twist my arm. My rubber arm. <laughs> um, how many of you were at last night's show? Oh, God. Yes. Oh, wow. Well... We got a bone to pick with you assholes. Yeah. <laughs> there if were... you send shots up here, we won't take them. We're not doing the shots tonight. No. no. It was a rough morning. I threw up in the green room, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> they brought us some mystery red... Thing, yeah. then Malort, then <laughs> then Jameson, and we were drinking vodka cocktails on stage. So my entire Caesar salad and beef tartare just. We told you not to eat tartare right before the show. The tartare was not the problem. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Don't yeah. talk to her like that. <laughs> yeah. So no shots tonight. Mm-mm. We are. Th- Thirty-five. Boo! Boo! Boo. I you guys do as many as you want. Yeah. I watched four rom-coms today because I couldn't get out of bed <laughs> and have no recollection of apparently going back to our hotel room last night and saying to Bill, my fiance, who's here tonight. <laughs> apparently, I just kept telling him I'm sad, and he was like, "Why? You're not sad. You're really happy." You're Great. And that was after she snuggled with my husband in our bed. You were there too. Though. I was there. Yeah, we were it was all a snuggling. collective. Yeah. So he never did tell me why I was sad, but I think that's because I never told him why I was sad. I think it might have been the Malort. You sad. Yeah, I'm really yeah. fucking sad about the existence of Malort. Yeah. yeah. Shit's foul. You people are disgusting. Ugh. Anyway. Anyway, let's should, do the thing. should we fucking do this yeah. thing? Uh, All right, you guys know what to do, okay? Let's go. You are listening to Wine and Crime, the podcast where three friends chug wine, 
chat true crime, and unleash their worst Minnesotan accents. Oh, yeah. Dad, you're good. Hi, Jordan. <laughs> it is Jordan. Hi, yeah. honey. Oh, so good. Oh, oh my God. Hi. Yeah. No. And Mom. <laughs> Hi, Mom. Hi, Mom. Oh, jeez. Um, oh, fuck it. I'm Kenyon. Oh. <laughs> I'm Lucy. <laughs> and I'm Amanda. <laughs> and uh, my baby and husband are back there in the corner by the yeah. And... Hi, Sam. <laughs> and Zach is really shy in these situations. And a literal daddy now. Oh. <laughs> Just putting that Such out there. Such a good daddy. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, we have a very special gals pick for you all tonight. Feral hogs, too. Yeah. <laughs> All hugs, all the time. All fucking. I told you we'd get to the singing. We have a whole Shakira cover set ready for you. We do? I do. Okay. Don't have to ask me twice. That's for the VIP people. (laughs) All right. We have selected the topic of Chicago Mav. Ever heard of it? Yeah. There's a lot to cover. Like, no. a lot. Your city history is ri- a rich tapestry. It's a wash in criminals. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah. There, I had to, like, cut... I, my first uh, crack at my case, I had to, like, cut four pages. I was like, there's too much. But, and we're it. talking, like, vintage mobs. Yeah. Like, yeah. mobsters. Like, yeah. 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 So it's gonna be pretty funny for a bunch of dames. (laughs) Bunch of skirts. (laughs) You're gonna be subjected to those accents all night long. (laughs) Walk. But first, Amanda, what is our wine crime pairing for Chicago Mab at City Winery? City Winery, Chicago Mab. Okay, well, uh, confession time, y'all. I asked and was given descriptions of the wines oh, up here. Oh, you forgot. And I she, she, completely she forgot, forgot them in the green room. So, Alex, yeah. thank you so much for bringing us that. And I fucked up, man. Yeah. But I do know that we have a Pinot Noir Rosé made right mm. here at the City Winery, Chicago. Mm. And for our lovely lady, Lucy, the Sauve Blanc. Mm. And yeah, I'm sure they're and, gorgeous. And there are no notes about them. Well, they're gonna smell and taste great. Yeah. I heard they a have rumor. Colors. A rumor. A rumor that Tyler, our merch person, uh, is a wi- a wine a, wine? a winist. A wine, oh, oh, a, a winecologist. Wine. Yeah. yeah. A winecolo- yeah. An OBG wine and. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So anyway, that's so all I've got. Them. Yeah. So on the ask, way out. Uh, other people. Yeah. yeah. Also, Mine's it's good. probably on your menu. Y'all can, I mean, I don't Figure know. Figure it out. We're going to get boring eventually, like right now, so you're going to want to take a read break. But I'm going to grab the rosé because <sighs> I really want some of that. I'll and this is going to be kind of like a half crack, half pop because, you know, we've got these like artisanal. Yeah, what do we call those? Wine situations. It feels like a pop. We're old gonna, tiny. We're going to do tiny... nice pop. But yeah, if you if you would be so kind as to assist me with yeah. this nice pop situation. Oh, thank you. Here we go. 
first alcohol today. Same. I'm a little nervous. Yeah. Not my Cheers. first. We are so happy to be here. We love you. Cheers! Oh, to us. <laughs> to us. Always humble. Oh my god. Okay. Oh, that rosé is real good. Really good. Yep. Right, what is our background and probably not psych for... Chicago Mab. I got no psych and I forgot my bones. Oh. Uh, shake your own bones. Yeah, shake your own damn bones. <laughs> All right, so Chicago is known for many things, um, such as wind, as we know from last night. Last night, the topic was wind, wind. crimes. So how happy are you all that you came to this show? I, I've said this so many times in the last, like, 12 hours, but I'm like, can you imagine spending, like, 30 bucks to go watch someone talk about wind for two hours? <laughs> what the fuck? We made it work. Was it fun? What, are you th- what were you thinking? Okay, okay. okay. We right. made wind super hot. That's how you know it's a cult. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was great. Bring us more wind. Tell us more. <laughs> Just dilated pupils. It was great. (laughs) They're always listening. I've sold all my possessions. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so you guys are known for wind and like that big metal bean. That vibrator that you have in your park. Yeah. Kenyon's, literally Kenyon's vibrator. Yeah. I Slash wish. immersion blender. That, is, that thing is way less cumbersome than my vibrator. <laughs> yeah, at least this one doesn't need to be plugged into a wall with a three-prong yeah. outlet. My vibrator is big, way bigger than this microphone. It's it was way the size bigger. Of this bo- it was. Yeah. The size it has of a like, crank. It like it yeah. has a crank. You gotta it was, wind it. It yeah. was like a V1 Cuisinart immersion yeah. blender. Right. Yeah. It was not, with a black market attachment that she got to make. But it. if you live near like a water mill, then you can hook it up, and it's just <laughs> yeah, it's great. It's green. It's mill powered. So, oh my god. Okay. Um, so the city also inspires visions of bootleggers and Tommy guns and paunchy men in hats chewing on cigars like we this son of a bitch. We will get to all of it. We're gonna get to a lot of this shit, and this particular trope dates back to the early 20th century when we were kind of fucking up a lot of shit in that, during that period of time. Backing up just a tiny bit to the mid-19th century when the temperance movement was gaining steam thanks to horrifying people like this. That's the scariest picture of my grandma I've ever seen. <laughs> Not Helen. Well, it was taken in 1839, so it probably was. Oh my your god, grandma. it could have been Helen. Yeah. 1839. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's no, no way, way to know. know. There's no way to know. No. So I love her. People like this who didn't want you to get drunk. Is that yeah. an axe? I think. Yeah, I think it is. Um, it's a mallet, and this woman's name was um, Carrie Nation. 
and she was like a very a big time like prohibitionist. Nation. She would walk around and just smash bottles of booze wherever she went with her mallet. Bitch. Before like laws were passed prohibiting alcohol, she just took it upon herself like a total bitch. Wow. Party foul. Ish. Hate her. So at this time, there was a wave of religious revivalism that promoted human perfection, and this ironically was around the time of the American Civil War. Mm. So we had a lot to perfect. Mm -hmm. Um, This party looks real lame. (laughs) Look at the one in the lower middle. Look at that one. (laughs) Yeah, there there are some. I don't want to shame, but there's some ghouls in this lineup. Good hats, though. They're just not fun. This is also not Victorian death photography. We're sure of that. (laughs) It super looks like it, though. Okay. All right. (laughs) I just love that it's like, lips that touch liquor shall not touch ours. And look how hot we all are. We know you're missing out. We know you want to fuck us. (laughs) But you can't. (laughs) Maybe you could. There's a no kissing rule. It's like a... One Not if you've had a drink. A pretty woman rule. Oh yeah, my pretty God. woman yeah. rule. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing from the neck up, all right, boys? It'd also be great if you, like, didn't look at me. <laughs> Just put this bag over your head. <laughs> so certain states started passing laws about alcohol production and possession, but it wasn't until 1906 that there was a fresh drive for national prohibition in the U.S. The dumbass reasons for this included... Rural resentment of bigger cities presumed to be where everyone was just drunk all the time, which Sounds they're familiar. not wrong. And yeah, and let me live my fucking life. Right. Evangelical Protestant middle class anti-alien and anti-Roman Catholic sentiment, rural domination of the state legislatures, and the all-American need for workers to be as efficient as possible. So literally nothing has fucking changed no. in a, over a century. Nothing great. has changed. Great, 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 great. <clears throat> cool. Yep. In 1919, the 18th Amendment was passed, officially prohibiting alcohol in the U.S. Dark times. Oh. Dark times. Yeah. Um, I got a fun prohibition fact for you. Oh. The same cartoonist who established the donkey for the Democratic Party and the elephant for the Republican Party also established the camel for the Prohibition Party. Because it was thirsty or not thirsty? The reasoning was, oh, it likes to get humped twice. Well, no, but without the kissing. No, without the kissing, yeah. Prohibition. Camels are very sloppy kissers too, so it all fits. The reasoning was because camels only drink water, but like, don't most adult animals only drink water? Like, yeah. Could we have found a cuter, something cuter? That's fucking absurd. It's really stupid. This feels. I feel like you're punking me right now. This doesn't make any sense. Google it. I won't. No, we're we trust you. I'm not gonna waste. I'm not gonna waste Google a Google it on that right now. Get go, Google it. Think Google's grow on trees. I'm not wasting a Google on this bullshit. You can only Google on nights Googles. and weekends. Once I go- hit Google, what is it called? Menopause? Google pause? I can't Google anymore. What? What are you I talking about? my Google Prime. It runs out. You've got a finite Google reserve. Great. No one tells you this. Are you talking about your ovarian reserve? I'm talking about Google. My Google reserve. Okay. <clears throat> You'll see. You'll all see. We got oodles of Googles. 
I don't know. Um, fun fact, another fun fact, the Prohibition Party still exists in the United States. Like, They're doing really well, you guys. That's a moment for jack-off hands. Ooh. Oh, my God. Yeah. <clears throat> These old things? <laughs> Just looks wild. like you're milking yourself. I really <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't do that too vigorously or I'll start to leak. No. I literally... I gave her a little honk in the taxi earlier today. She's like, stop, I'm going to squirt. No, she said, stop, I'll spray. Spray. (laughs) Sorry. Watch out. She's a squirter. You keep that baby quiet, Zach. Yes, Zach. We don't need any issues. God. But we do have this whole tablecloth in case something happens. Okay, great. Okay. So the hypocrisy was thick, folks. From history.com. Thick as those brows. This is Warren G. Harding, and he maybe could have gotten it. Okay. Oh, was he? He was the he was the kinky one. Yeah, I'm yeah. sure he was the kinky one. <laughs> even like for poli- real. Even politicians who supported prohibition in public continued imbibing in private. President Warren G. Harding, for example, stocked the White House with whiskey for his infamous poker nights, while his Commerce Secretary Herbert Hoover ever heard of him. Mm. Like to stop, this is so fucked up. Like to stop for a drink at the Belgian embassy where technically US laws don't apply. Oh my God. Smart. Smart. What a dick. Rich I, people gonna rich, you know? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I mean, fuck him, but also like jealous. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't But like, if that. I got an invite to the Belgian embassy during yeah, prohibition, I'd go. fucking go. You can't be mad at me for that. <laughs> yeah. As for the legislative branch, one prominent bootlegger estimated that he supplied two-thirds of Congress with liquor. That's Duh. only one bootlegger, <laughs> and, like, uh, regularly. Business was booming. Yeah. yeah. Bootin'. Bootin'. New boots gootin'. Boots. Boot tootin' right. Genuine ostrich. What? Keep okay. going. <laughs> Ten people know what I'm referencing right now. Thank you. So these guys didn't follow their own goddamn rules, but they sure enforced them for regular folks. Mm -hmm. One Michigan mother of 10 was sentenced to life in prison. Good for her. She's happier there, trust me. Mother of 10? (laughs) Oh, no, take me away. Oh, no. (laughs) Bye. Someone prepares my meals. Bye. (laughs) I'm so sad I'm going to prison. There's chili in the fridge. Um, But she was arrested and convicted for small-time peddling of moonshine. However, her conviction was later overturned. Oh, no. So she had to go back to the... the No! Are they all out of diapers? Yeah, hopefully it was overturned after 18 years. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) That poor woman. And when you have such an imbalance of power in society, let alone the demands of a black market, there will be groups coming in to sort of fill out the middle area... Enter organized crime. (laughs) Before Prohibition, gangs in Chicago were fairly numerous and included the Black Hand Organization in Little Italy. Has anyone heard of this? One person. Peaky Blinders, baby. There's a a big storyline, and I will watch (laughs) anything with Killian Murphy in it. Okay. Oh, yeah. So the Black Hand dates back to Naples in the 1750s, back when Naples was a literal kingdom. Mm. Didn't even know that was a thing. Um, So that was where where it was known as Mano Nera. 
They operated by a method of extortion. So this is from Wikipedia, quote, Typical black hand tactics involve sending a letter to a victim threatening bodily harm, kidnapping, arson, or murder. The letter demanded a specified amount of money to be delivered to a specific place. The letter demanded a three-year-old do all the illustrations, or he'd be killed. (laughs) It was decorated with threatening symbols, such as a smoking gun, a hangman's noose, skull, or knife dripping with blood, or piercing a human heart, and was frequently signed with a hand held up in the universal gesture of warning. It's because they were right-handed, but they were they, that was the, the black hand, hand yeah. so they had to use the left to These draw. look like some of the worst middle school stick and pokes I've ever fucking seen. Right? Remember you die. Oh my god. Remember Sorry, re- you die. Remember. I think you Remember. Ah, <laughs> 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 no regrets. Remember. You absolutely need the done. skull and the knife and remember you die Fucking as a done. tattoo. Yeah, absolutely. Neck tattoo. I want to see that shit every day. <laughs> this looks like... It's fucking amazing. Is it the, like, the... Remember you die. I'm a thousand percent doing this. This is like, not a joke. Ha- I'm Literally obsessed. all of your joke tattoos I know, are my idea. I know. She's brilliant. She's so good at this. Remember you Joke die. tattoo with generator. That face that kind of looks like like the ween guy. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I just think about all these stupid fucking tattoos that I have <laughs> and how like when I'm being prepared for like my funeral by some coroner. No, the anthropologist like, that's going to dig you coroner. up and be like, I thought you said foreigner. No, I said coroner. I was like, where are you planning on dying? I mean, <laughs> fucking not here. <laughs> it's just like under one arm. Remember you die. <laughs> the fuck? Is this Mitt Romney tramp stamp? (laughs) That one's only for Bill to see. Deep throating that corn dog Mm. with that one guy's face looking from behind. I super want a tramp stamp of Mitt Romney eating a corn dog. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. You're quickly becoming the least sexually attractive person. Fine with me. I'm getting married. I don't she need locked to fucking... it down. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't worry about that. <laughs> Someone will fuck me till I die. That's why I love you, babe. God. <laughs> He's just over here being like, if this bitch gets a fucking Mitt Romney tattoo, like she might do it. There's like no way to stop her. She really wants to do it. She just does what she like, wants. Her body, her choice. But please, God, <laughs> please don't. So, I feel like this extortion tactic seems a little bit lazy. And quite honestly, this lady is scarier. She would have run them out of Naples. She strikes without warning. She looks like literally with her mallet. um, Zelda, what's her face (gasps) from Poltergeist? This house is clean. Yeah, she does. She's got the same face. Yeah. She super, super does. This house is clean. So around this time, there were a whole lot of neighborhoods that were more or less controlled by different groups, and they were not great places to be. So some of these areas were nicknamed Satan's Mile. Love. Hell's Half Acre. Cute. Oh, I've heard of that one. And Little Hell. Oh. And at the heart of Little Hell was Death Corner. Mm. Oh. An infamous spot that averaged about one murder a week in the 1910s, according to the Chicago History Museum. (laughs) (laughs) Record setters. (laughs) 
get it. Girl bossing so hard on death corner. <laughs> mm. Another fresh crime group around this time was Il Diavolo, or the Devil, who was that was led by a Sicilian immigrant named Sam Cardinella. Mm, Could also get it. Does not look like he's ever killed anyone. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> does this look like the face of an Italian hitman? <laughs> um, actually, maybe not. So he. This guy basically created a new system of running a crime syndicate successfully by rarely participating in the hits th- himself. Oh. So he just let his gangsters do the dirty work, and that's sort of the framework. It's a pyramid scheme. That other... <laughs> he invented LuLaRoe. Yeah. He kind of did. He really did, yeah. So everybody, you know, all the other groups after this had, like, the made guys, and then, like... The not they had to like guys. invent racketeering to get these guys after yeah, a while. It's yeah. great. Um, so he mostly recruited teenagers, and his method of management was pretty culty and ritualized. So the kids were like brainwashed into doing whatever he told them to do. Great. So he was eventually caught and sentenced to death in 1921, effectively ending his gang. Good. <laughs> Stop sneaking her in there, man. There were too many good pictures of this bitch. I couldn't. I fucking had some edibles tonight. I can't handle her. She's watching me right now. I'm going to text you this photo at like midnight. At the stroke of midnight. No. (laughs) From an unknown number. I fucking... (laughs) I'm buying a burner on the way home so I can (laughs) haze you with this scary lady. I'm getting a VPN. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, thank you. Mm -hmm. So then in 1919, all this prohibition bullshit happened, which opened up a brand new opportunity for another flavor of organized crime to take over. The main group was known as the Chicago Outfit. Yeah. Fit check. Mm Mm-hmm. Fit check, right? Look at that cane. I was just going to say, like, I might need to become a cane person. Okay. A fashion cane kind of person. A fashion yeah. cane. Yeah. You already have the coat. I, yes, I do. <laughs> you need it. Yeah, you I need your it. cane. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. It's decided. So the Chicago outfit, the Chicago fit, was an Italian-American organized crime syndicate that originated in the city's south side in the early 1910s. Soon after moving from New York City to Chicago, a guy named Johnny Torrio was swiftly uh, taking over the smaller crime groups in the city it did not hurt that this man had a lot of political connections in the city. And also, look how darn sweet he looks. So, so he, he looks, looks like, so cute. He looks like a grandpa making mischief with the grandkids. Yeah. Yeah. His yeah. Na- he looks like he just went, go hide this fake mouse in your grandma's bin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. His nickname was Here's Papa Johnny. Yeah. Uncle Johnny? Papa Johnny. Papa, Papa John's. John's. That's the, the real original crime. Papa John's. His nickname was Stuffed Cross. Also, like, of course, this man must have done horrible shit. But he looks sweet. But he looks so sweet, and um, he—it's reported that he never indulged in any of the bad things he did that he was making money off of. Like, he never drank, he never gambled, he never went to brothels, and he was always home with his wife by six p.m. every night. It's like Lucy's dream. Home and just with no one else but her husband around by six p.m. Yeah. With a bowl Where of pasta is Corey? in bed That needs to tech. be a rule. Yeah. He's here somewhere. Corey. <laughs> Corey. Corey. 6 p.m. What time is it? You're late. Oh, there he is. 
I think. Maybe someone else this would This is call. why you should do the Iowa State Fair husband calling competition. Go, go, go. Get home. You're late. Get home. You're late. <laughs> I'm entering this summer. Yeah, I'm entering. You're fucking absolutely entering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go, go. So in 1919, this sweet gentleman hired a man named Alphonse Capone. Wow. The man, the myth, the brows. God, the brows. The forehead. His whole face is just really puffed up. Loaded. Yeah, the man does have a large face. Mm, yep. Yeah, he mm. definitely looks like someone to... Yeah. That, yeah. that gave him a little... Yeah. little Anyway, he was hired to be a bouncer at one of at one of the Sweet Man's brothels. Mm-hmm. Sweet Man's <laughs> brothel. Sweet man. Where Capone Sweet contracted John. syphilis and apparently never sought treatment for it. Oops. Yeah, because syphilis is one you really want to fuck around and find out about. <laughs> Let it take its toll. It'll pass. What's the worst that could happen? <laughs> Walk it off. Walk. Could be fun. Could be fun. <laughs> My brain right away. Al Capone quickly rose through the ranks to underboss, and he helped the outfit to legitimize their income in order to not attract unwanted attention from police. Um, And I had to take that photo out because Kenyon had the same one in it. Okay. Got it. Okay, cool. (laughs) So lots of back and forth between gangs for a few years here. Look at this fucking portrait of Al Capone. makeup is absurd. He looks like George Santos. (gasps) He looks like what? He does, like George Santos. But, like, in drag, but no wig. Right. <laughs> George Santos in just makeup and brows. Why'd they do him dirty with that chin, with that? I don't fucking know. If it's an know. illustration, at least church it up a little. Johnny Have Torrio looks... Have you seen our looks, posters? <laughs> Johnny Torrio looks like a half-melted candle. We're actually, we're actually yeah. going to get to a lot of these guys in my case, so Thank there God. will be more opportunity to, to study Johnny their Torrio visages. Johnny Torrio was pieced together with two different people's faces cut in half. Plus a scarf. Like, the, look at the hairline. Yeah, Johnny, Nothing makes sense. No. That, that's a human mask. Why no. did they include the scarf? It's not good. None of it's good. I All don't right. like... Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, 1920 Chicago was basically run by Al Scarface Capone, George Bugs Moran, Earl Jaime Weiss, Bloody Angelo Jenna, Jenna, mm, and Machine Gun <laughs> Jack McGurn. Machine Gun Kelly Jack McGurn, among others. The 20s were punctuated by gunfire as wars erupted between these rivals. And by the end of 1924, the Torrio Capone gang had between three to 400 members, while the Northside gang could count on around 200 soldiers. Mm-hmm. So a there's a lot of, lot, of, lot of people running around here causing mischief. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Don't fight! Prohibition definitely gave the group their foothold in the bootlegging department, but they were soon involved in a wide range of criminal activities like racketeering, bribery, conspiracy, burglary, coercion, labor racketeering, police corruption, hijacking, loan sharking, drug trafficking, fencing, fraud, money laundering, murder, torture, illegal gambling, and extortion. We didn't start the fire. It was always murder. 
Um, I like to think that the fencing is like fencing. Yeah. Like I know <laughs> it's not, but it'd just be really funny. When I was when I was writing out that list, I kept thinking prostitution whore. <laughs> Real housewives, you wouldn't get it. It's fine. Oh my God. <laughs> Either way, this lady would not have approved. Again? <laughs> what the fuck? So she looks so mean in I mean, every she, photo. She is exquisitely mean she looking. Is. Her thin, pursed lips. I don't need to look at my Bible. I've memorized it. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> you know how long it takes to do these buttons. She's just... <laughs> my hands are bloody. She just looks like such a mean woman. Yeah. <laughs> God. I really vacillate between loving and just hating her so much. I, I think I love her because she's been dead for a long time and she can't hurt me. <laughs> yeah, I don't think That's she would have been think. a fan of this show. <laughs> so, in the heyday of organized crime under Al Capone, it was estimated that he was giving out over a million dollars in bribes per month. Yeah. To various government leaders and police captains um, to make sure they all turned a blind eye and to put that into perspective, time money converter, yes. Kenyon. That's swine time swine money converter. Swine money converter. Swine money converter. That is worth about fourteen point five million dollars today per, per month. month. Yeah. We need raises. Oh, somebody, somebody bribe me. Yeah. I'll take Can a bribe. I please be bribed. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Support women owned businesses yeah. and that's bribe what, us. That's what the black hand said. Girl boss. <laughs> He's basically black handing the whole city. Ugh. I mean, really. In January 1925, an attempt was made on Johnny Torrio's life, the sweet man. Not Papa John. Papa Johnny. <laughs> And he decided well, they knew where to find him after 6 p.m. in Fairbanks. <laughs> <laughs> Ironically, night. they didn't get him at home. They got him like leaving a something Aww. before 6 p.m. I don't know. Wow. So he decided to cut and run. He was too fucking old for this shit, and he retired back to New York, leaving the Chicago outfits reins in the hands of 26-year-old Al Capone. No, Al This man was never 26. Yeah, yeah. Al Capone's <laughs> one of those people who was born 70 with a box of hair yeah. club for men. Yeah. This is his baby announcement photo that yes. his parents sent out. Thousand percent. He was born in a three-piece suit. Yep. Yeah. He is 35.63 inches long. <laughs> big, big boy. Yeah, real, he's a real long baby. He's skinny, but he's long. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. He's our little angel. So with the question, <laughs> he's Imagine not perfect, a baby but he's out with, with that those <laughs> I would fucking scream bloody murder. Oh my god! Incredible. So with the cooperation of the New York Mafia, Capone was able to really ramp up the violence his gang was committing in Chicago. For example, an establishment that refused to purchase liquor from him often got blown up. And as many as 100 people were killed in such bombings during the 1920s. Well, Jesus. they're a Lipton family. They don't do beer. A what? Lipton. A Lipton, Lipton tea. 
Well, it's they're Around not gonna, here, we're Lipton only. They're not going to say we sell beer here. Well. Yeah, I thought nobody was allowed to buy beer. Exactly. Yeah, well, secret. I mean, for the speakeasies. Because there were a fucking lot of speakeasies. One of the things that I read in, New- in like Manhattan alone, there were estimated to be 30,000 speakeasies. I love it. A lot. And that's Manhattan. Like, Chicago has probably blew them out of the water. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> And another thing. And another thing. <laughs> so 1925 to 1926 were the most violent years of Chicago's so-called beer wars, in which 133 gangsters were murdered. Rivals also saw Al Capone as responsible for the proliferation of brothels in the city. So he was just, he was meeting the demands of his community. <laughs> Whatever. They had Q's and he had A's. Yeah. Capone was convicted on three counts of income tax evasion on October 17th, 1931, and was sentenced a week later to 11 years in federal prison, fined $50,000 plus $7,692 for court costs, and was held liable for $215,000 plus interest due on his back taxes. All of which he, like, had in his coat pocket. Yeah, I was yeah. going to say, he bribes... It's like, not a big deal. He pays out $14 million a month. Yeah, he was yeah. like, oh, well, you're... Here you go. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay, big Let me run man. to the bank real quick. Ooh, got it. Oh, that bill's cute. I'll get that paid right up for you. And in 1947, he died of a stroke, but definitely syphilis. Yeah. <laughs> Soup stage syphilis. Late stage syphilis. Yeah. The 18th Amendment was repealed in mobster stuff continuing on through the 30s, 50s, and 70s, kind of quieting down in the 90s, but it is still very much active today, so don't tell them I was talking about them tonight. (laughs) So we said nothing, and we're very bribable. Very bribable. Yeah, we're super loyal to whoever pays the most. back out there. (laughs) I got student loans to pay. As of 2007, the outfit size, the outfit size, (laughs) is estimated to be 28 official members composing its core group and more than 100 associates. Cool. So, yeah, it's Quick anecdote. Oh, my God. One time when we were living in Boston, we were on some, like, guided tour, neighborhood tour of, like, the Italian area. I, like, blacked out. I've, like, forgotten most of my life in Boston. I, whatever, it's fine. We were on some fucking tour. Where is this going? And the it was not a crime tour, but we happened to like pause in one street corner, and the tour guide was like, "And that's where so and so lives, and they're this you know big mobster, and they just got out of prison, and blah 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 blah." And he's like telling our little tour group, and we're like standing there in a semicircle, and then all of a sudden the tour guide goes, "Uh oh." And the guy he was talking about was in the parking lot getting into his fucking Cadillac. He was like a mafia man? Yeah. <laughs> no one's seen that tour guide since. <laughs> Probably not, though. Yeah. He's gone. Oh, it, was no. pretty, it was pretty exciting. And then we got really good cannoli. Wow. Yeah. Is this one time? Well, okay, no, we're good. <laughs> on that note, that was my segment. <laughs> Tip your bartender. Well done. Remember, you die. Remember, we all die. 
my god wow I, no nah, i love her yeah i'm gonna make this my profile picture absolutely I, think. <laughs> I feel like that's the soul of ghost face oh you're cranky little oh, kitty girl she, it is. Yeah. Yeah. she also hates alcohol probably she's never had it yeah yeah, she also does. She's also a teetotaler. Yeah, she's a teetotaler. <laughs> she's a Lipton gal. Okay, she's my well, sweet well babe. Done. Thanks. We know you've heard of Dipsy because you listen to this show. Mm-hmm. So let's just give you a little refresher on what this is. They have all types of oral pleasures to explore. Oral. And I mean oral, like your ears, not what you were thinking of, you dirty birdies. But they have that, too, if that's what you're into. They've got everything. They do. Dipsy is an app full of hundreds of short, sexy audio stories designed by women for absolutely everyone. Mm. They bring scenarios to life with immersive soundscapes and realistic characters. Discover stories about second chance romances, that one that got away. Mm. Adventurous vacation flings, hot and heavy hookups. Mm-hmm. everything you can imagine. Radically inclusive, Dipsy has stories for straight and queer listeners, and 56% of their stories are voice acted by people of color. Mm-hmm. These are going to be people that you recognize, like that guy from uh, Grey's Anatomy. Yes. ER Fightmaster. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's especially exciting when you hear voices that you recognize, like that person from Grey's Anatomy, ER Fightmaster. Mm-hmm. My fave. Yeah, Luke Cook, Sarunas J. Jackson. And new content is released every week, so in between listening to your favorite stories again and again and again and again, you can always find something brand new to explore. They also have soothing sleep stories, wellness sessions, and sexy stories you can read. Mm. When those headphones are not charged, me all the time. You like to keep those voices in your head. Mm-hmm. Let Dipsy be your go-to place to spice up your me time, explore your fantasies, relax and unwind, or heat things up with a partner. And for listeners of the show, Dipsy is offering an extra 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash gals. That's 30 days of full access for free when you go to dipseastories.com slash gals. One more time, dipseastories.com slash gals. And treat your sensuality. Treat it. It's the holiday season. Everyone has that person or people on their list that it's just impossible to shop for. Yep. For me, it's my dad. Oh, what so tough. the heck? do I give to What my- do you want? <laughs> it's always like so- like thick socks for camping, mm-hmm. a button-up shirt, mm-hmm. slippers. A moose hide, maybe. Yeah. But he can get that himself. But this year, I'm having a baby. I was like, you know what? I have the perfect idea. Even if I wasn't having a baby, because mm-hmm. frankly, he likes to keep up to date on my life because he's and my dad. And your cats. And my cats. So this year... I'm giving him a skylight frame. Mm. It is going to, it ups my gift giving game. And it's- I should do this for my mother-in-law and just fill it with photos of my cats. You really should. It is she would love that. so good for parents. It is boomer approved. It's so mm-hmm. easy to use. Tell us more. So Skylight is a touchscreen photo frame that you can send photos to straight from your phone and they appear in seconds. It's like your own private little connected social media for like 
fun pictures. And kind of like I mentioned with preloading photos of my cats into a frame, you can preload photos before the box is open. So when it's unwrapped and plugged in, your most treasured memories or your cutest beans picture will appear. It is literally the perfect gift for everyone. Like Lucy mentioned, it's so easy to use. Like grandma can do it. If I can do it, anyone can do it. It's intuitive. Uh, it is so perfect for new parents or new grandparents. It's great for your partner. It's great as like gift for your besties on the group chat. Mm-hmm. We all have so you, one. Yeah. It's like your own personal little uh, photo feed. Scrap it's incredible. Book. Yeah, and it takes like literally 60 seconds or less to set up. It's so easy right out of the box. It's got that touch screen. You can swipe through the photos. It's like the most fun, easiest thing to use. And it just looks gorgeous. It's not like this big clunky thing. It's in this beautiful, sleek frame. The photos are displayed in HD resolution. And there are so many different colors to choose from for any like home decor style. You've got your classic black, you've got white, silver, and I have my eyes on the limited edition poppy color, mm. that like orangey red and the gold I frame. Gold. I, w- I want it in every room. Mm-hmm. I want one in every single room. And you can mount it on the wall. The 15-inch sure frame can be wall mounted. I have one in my kitchen. As a special limited time offer for our listeners, get $15 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash wine. To get 15 bucks off your purchase of a Skylight Frame, just go to skylightframe.com slash wine. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash W-I-N-E and treat your gift giving. Trade it. Are we ready for McKay's? Never. It was a bright and bitter cold day in the Windy City, and the streets were quiet as a mouse. We didn't know she was doing this shit. (laughs) But beneath the stillness, tensions were running high, like they always did in those dirty days of prohibition. whole case? Are you committing to this for your no. This was a time when illegal booze flowed like the Chicago River. That's the river, right? That's the right river. And two gangs ruled the roost. The Irish Northside Gang led by the cunning George Bugs Moran and the mostly Italian Chicago outfit run by the notorious Al Capone. Jesus, jump scare. But on the <laughs> We got a lot of frightening visages in this <laughs> But on this St. Valentine's Day 1929, tensions were about to come to a ball. Seven of Bugs's boys had gathered at the North Side Garage. How long how much longer is the We're music? Done. Oh, okay. <laughs> Wow! Thank you. That was exquisite. I had to set the tone. The girl has a flair for the dramatic. (laughs) I request that you recreate that moment at my wedding. Okay. Thank you. (laughs) 
For, and just nothing makes sense, and we're not going to explain okay. it to anyone. Yeah. She swiped right on Tinder on a fateful, windy day four and a half years ago in her one-bedroom underground apartment. <laughs> her garden view apartment. Batteries dead on her vibrator. She took to Tinder to try to find a date for the man. <laughs> when she stumbled across someone she'd seen before, because they went to high school together. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Back to this case. Wait, it's kind of fun. Can we keep going? <laughs> well, we get high and snuggle with my husband in my bed later. We'll keep going. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> you have a baby. You can't come. I know. <laughs> it's fine. Don't feel bad for her. That baby's awesome. She's yeah, hanging out with it all the time. She's so cute. Okay. I don't even like babies. I love that fucker. <laughs> we love that little fucker. Our baby. Our baby. Our baby. She corrects herself now when she references her baby on our group chat. Because like, we have me. beaten our her baby. into submission because every time baby. we correct her to our baby. <laughs> Don't you forget, Zach. We're always watching. Okay. Back to this case. So, St. Valentine's Day, Chicago and mob, I basically crushed it. You did. Okay. Located at 2122 North Clark Street, the gangsters often held their meetings in this garage where they kept their fleet of shiny automobiles. Is that a garage? That's a house, but it's where the garage was. It's fine. Imagine it. Okay? Did you Google map? Did you street view? What? It's across, so, this is across the street from where the garage was, but the garage was demolished. It's fine. She needed a photo. <laughs> There's good pizza there. Okay. If you see a screenshot of a map, take oh. a shot. Oh. <laughs> I, it wouldn't be my case without yeah. a screenshot of a map. You know this bitch is going to give you a map. Okay. <laughs> but even more importantly, this quiet residential neighborhood with good pizza was where they stashed their other inventory. Mm. Hooch. Sauce, bug juice, giggle water. <laughs> Not to mention it is giggle water. <laughs> Not to mention a whole hell of a lot of firepower. Nice. Mighty unusual for a routine meeting, though. On this fateful morning, with the exception of the gang's mechanic, the boys were all dressed up in their Sunday best. One even donned a festive carnation. He wanted to look spiffy for the meeting. Oh. This meant that the boss man, Bugs Moran, would be in attendance. Look at that tie. Wow. Jesus. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out his hair situation. And if the, there's one little curl for sure, but is this a shadow or a really long strand going to his eye? It's a worm. Oh. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Right. I don't know. He's a little disheveled in this pic because he's there was a rest just been order. handcuffed. Okay. Yeah, that's what yeah. I looked like this morning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking dead. Yeah. It's super dead. Okay. So it said that they were all there to discuss the logistics of a cut-rate shipment of stolen whiskey, but some say they had another purpose that day. Either way, what happened next, no one saw coming, except probably Al Capone, because he fucking ordered it. Uh. 
Uh, but conveniently, he was out of town at that time, vacationing in Florida, and this is actually Al Capone in his swimsuit. Look at those little buns. This is the this is our repeat photo. I had this in mind just for funsies. Yeah, <laughs> Lucy, Lucy also was out. drawn to this photo, and then yeah. she realized that it was part of my case. Like so a she... moth to a flame. Yeah. We need to bring back the bathing costume. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. This is flattering on first of all, everybody is a bathing costume body. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, full coverage, yeah. no nipple burns. Yeah. And look at those burns. It stays on. You're not going to have your top pop Waist off. is snatched. Yeah. Yeah, you can just dive into the waves with reckless mm. abandon and no nipples are going to come out. I yeah. love this. Yeah. Okay, so Al Capone's conveniently out of town, but he, like, deaf ordered this thing. So suddenly, a shiny Cadillac sedan pulled Ooh. up to the garage. This is an actual 1929 Cadillac sedan. We figured. And four men, four men emerged, two dressed in police uniforms and two as civilians. Witnesses assumed... It was Halloween. <laughs> and they were being dropped off in the neighborhood with the king-size bars to trick-or-treat. <laughs> Witnesses assume that a police raid was about to go down of the garage, and so they, you know, got the fuck out of there. Also, assuming that this was just your run-of-the-mill police raid, the gang members inside the garage, all of whom were armed, decided that they would just comply with the officer's demands because, you know, they thought, like, what's the worst? You know, they got arrested all the time and they got bailed out. It was no big deal. So they're like, okay, we're not going to pull out our guns. We're just going to do what the cops say. Play it cool. Play it cool. So they they line up (laughs) facing the wall. Well, instead of pulling out handcuffs, the two fuzz signaled to the two plainclothes guys, and on cue, they all pulled out their hidden Thompson submachine guns. Oh, that's what a Tommy gun means. That's a Tommy gun. I didn't know that. Yeah. And opened fire. Yikes. So here is rare footage that I acquired of the scene. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Look at his little butthole mouth. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to kill you, Al Capone. <laughs> no, he works for Al Capone. Yeah, whatever. Look at his little mouth. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> but if you're wondering, like, well, how could they fucking hide a Tommy gun? It's because they all had big ass coats. Okay. Like Amanda. Yeah. <laughs> I love a big coat. So, seven members of the Northside gang, including the mechanic. Named John May. He looks like he's a, a 12. Teenager. Yeah, it looks like a baby. You know who he looks like? <gasps> Hillary Swank and Boys Don't Cry. <laughs> Corporate wants you to find the difference between, between these, these two, two pictures. Yeah. I loved Boys Don't Cry. Yeah. So sad. You want to ruin your day? Watch Boys Don't Cry. And then watch Kids. Okay. Oh. And then stop taking Lucy's suggestions. And then suggestion. Basketball Diaries. And then oh, basketball Cider House diaries. Rules. Starring yeah. Jake Chillenhall. 
and Toby then Maguire. Requiem for a Dream to just top it off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so. And then take your meds, for God's sakes. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So this this poor little sweet baby muffin died, and then also some higher-ups like Bugs' brother-in-law slash second-in-command, a man named Albert Kachelik. What did he just see? What did he just or smell? smell? Yeah. I'm like... And at this point, while writing my case, I was like, all these people look like people, so you're welcome. <laughs> Don't do monk like that. No! <laughs> Tony Shalhoub. No. I love Tony Shalhoub, okay? <laughs> At first, like, I didn't really see it, right. but the more you talk... <laughs> it's an optical well, illusion. It's one picture. <laughs> Holy fucking shit. That's okay. awesome. So, so Hillary Swank and Tony Shalhoub were mowed down in a barrage of gunfire. <laughs> Why are we screaming? Barrage of gunfire. <laughs> I'm so fucking high. This is sending me to space. <laughs> the fucking flip-flop. When the, when the real police arrived at the scene, they found one of the victims, Frank Gusenberg. No. Steve Gutenberg. Who I think looks like James Norton. Oh. Yeah. I mean. And he could get it. He could get it. Uh, I kind of see it. You kind of see it? You see this less than this. <laughs> yeah, the, the Tony Shalhoub was the biggest stretch. Not yeah. even close. Spot on. <laughs> Look at that man. That is a beautiful man. Okay, so imagine this guy. This though, is an Abercrombie bag from like yeah. 2006. That I cut <laughs> up and taped to my closet door. Yeah. I put him in my locker. And sprayed yeah. the cologne on it oh, before you yeah. left yeah. the door. In between fourth and fifth period, you could just sniff a chest and then <laughs> let your giny ting tingle as you run to Spanish. <laughs> Take a bump before Spanish. <laughs> Hola, senora Vargas, are you asleep? <laughs> It just smells like paper. I was paper. working no, it during passing time again. <laughs> Yo tengo un gadito en mi pantalones. Lo siento, senora Varga. Soy horny. Okay. <laughs> okay, so Frank Gusenberg was an enforcer, and he was, he was shot like a fucking bunch, okay? He was miraculously still clinging to life despite having been shot 14. Teen times. Good lord. Well, soy not horny anymore. That sucks. <laughs> soy bleeding out. Soy ouch. <laughs> soy ouch. Ouch, my bird flu. Fucking muy mal. <laughs> Mucho sangre. But even while literally bleeding out, old Frankie boy wouldn't snitch to the police, saying when questioned, no one shot me. Uh, honey. <laughs> it's a flesh wound. <laughs> so he died three hours later. Um, the, so yeah, he died. Anyway, um, <laughs> he was 
an enforcer for the mob, okay? Oh, yeah, no, like, He was definitely going to die. At one. Yeah. Well, he was, he's, go back to that other photo. He's probably, like, 15 years old. He just looks 40. Yeah. 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 That, that, that mob, that yeah. old mob life. The mob life. Yeah. So the only actual survivor of the massacre was Highball, which was the gang's dog. I would die for Highball. Save bandits! <laughs> Save highball! Shadow! Shadow! Peter! My boy! I miss you, you so much! <laughs> yeah. Peter! Highball had some trauma after this He's event, but, but he did watch survive. Homeward Bound, okay? <laughs> you losers. Yeah, okay. add Homeward Bound to your sad movie yeah. day. <laughs> yeah. Sassy! <laughs> I saw some TikTok the other day of two little girls watching Homeward Bound. Very controversial. Sassy goes over the waterfall, and the girls are like screaming and crying, and the dad's just filming it, <laughs> sobbing uncontrollably. These poor children. Is Sassy gonna be okay? No, she dies. And oh. he was like. I don't know. We'll have to see. (laughs) Scream for the camera, Kimberly. (laughs) It's so good. Let's go viral. (laughs) If your trauma doesn't go viral, did it even really happen? Mm, Right? (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay, but the likely main target of the attack, Bugs Moran... Actually, God, why are all these guys really hot? <laughs> you think that guy's really hot? Look at his chin. He's got a butt chin. Oh, we'll get to the chin. Oh, good. Uh, actually, a chin a... could hold a cigarette. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Straight up. <laughs> yeah. Anyone need a quarter? <laughs> yeah. That, <laughs> that chin definitely gets like lit. Kind of little clown scarves. <laughs> <laughs> So he so he was the target. I have lips. to pull through. I have to get through this. There's more to cover. <laughs> he likely, es- well, he was the main target of the attack, but he escaped the massacre thanks to just sheer dumb luck. He was supposed to have he been... He fell through his chin. <laughs> I literally have written in my notes... Oh, no, I'm so the sorry. joke. <laughs> he was supposed to go to the garage meeting, but was running late... Leaving that morning, he likely got lost in his own chin dimple. Oh my God, I'm, so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. We do that a lot. <laughs> I, yeah. I just, you two are fucking crazy. <laughs> they literally share a consciousness. It is so hard sometimes. Our synapses were, like, established from the same events while we were growing up, so we just... And once those channels are forged... They don't change. Yeah, yeah. Okay. are trapped here. So, again, (laughs) he's he's late to the meeting. He's running late to the meeting. He is the target, though. And so when he is approaching the, the warehouse, the garage... That is when the fake police car pulled up to the building. So he thought, oh, shit, like the cops are here. I'm just going to duck into this fucking coffee shop, this Starbucks, Starbucks. or Let's whatever. Let's do a Dunkin' Donuts. Did you guys hear it? Yeah, we fucking heard okay. it. <laughs> and wait and see how things are going to play out. So 
Now, to this day, the murders remain officially unsolved, but for almost a century, people have speculated wildly about the potential perpetrators and motives. The leading theory, like I said before, is that Al Capone fucking called for these hits. Absolutely, he did. Capone was known for brutally targeting his rivals and conflict between the North Side Gang and the Chicago Outfit had been escalating for over a year at this point. The North Siders uh, had recently hijacked some expensive whiskey that the Chicago Outfit was smuggling in from Canada, so they did not like that. And they were also moving in on some dog tracks, like, like dog racing. Lucy. Don't bring Highball into this. Highball did not have to live that life, okay? Highball led a cushy life until the shootout. Um, <laughs> the massacre. She says about the dog chained under a truck yeah. with the saddest dogs, eyes I've ever fucking seen. He's kind of hanging out in, in garages like with people. The angel, <laughs> fly away from here. For only $5 a day. You could protect dogs like Highball. <laughs> like from gangland kittens. <laughs> oh my God. Okay, but the real match that lit the fuse that blew the lid off the Capone powder keg was probably when Northsiders Frank and Peter Gusenberg. So this is Peter. Stop! Who? No, that is an egg that a toddler drew a face on. <laughs> and then He's about to a, fall off a wall. A tiny wig. <laughs> like, this looks like a kid's fucking art project. That is not a person. You know who it looks like? No. No. Unflattering Vince Vaughn. <laughs> And I think he might live in Chicago now. I'm not sure. Oh, he's here tonight, everybody. Welcome, hey, Vince Vaughn. <laughs> that was me trying to manifest him actually being oh, here. It be didn't amazing. work out. Oh, that'd be so good. Wait. So these... Wait, someone might have an issue. Sorry. <laughs> uh, so this guy and, and Frank, the hotter one tried unsuccessfully to murder Chicago Outfit member Machine Gun Jack Kelly. McGurn. Stop. <laughs> I who, love that tie. Who is unquestionably the long-lost grandfather of Jason Schwartzman. <laughs> I'm so good at like, this. Is there even a mole, or is it just transferring in my optical illusion? No, there's like a schmutz on there's Frank a, McGurn. Oh, switch. Or whatever. Like yeah. a Jack McGurn. Switch. Holy shit. I'm, seriously, like, get me a job in casting, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> get me so a job good. in recognizing what celebrities people look like. Yeah. Because holy shit, you, you guys. don't need an algorithm. You just need me uh, procrastinating writing the rest of my case. <laughs> Sounds but, about right. Yeah. But since Capone had an alibi being down in Florida sunning himself in that in his sultry costume. costume, investigators focused their attention on Detroit's predominantly Jewish Purple Gang, a.k.a. the Sugar House Gang. Ooh, Sugar House. What? That's a different gang. That's a different gang. Oh. This is the Sugar House oh, Gang. Oh, sorry. She's right here. 
There was some evidence that they may have uh, rented rooms in a boarding house across the street from probably that fucking house. Wow, you actually like startled me with how they rented rooms in that house at all. Screams at an audience member. Probably that fucking house. Probably that fucking. You piece of shit. I love you. I love you. I love this side. I love all the sides of the room. Oh my god. I love all the sides of the room. <laughs> I'm Kenyon Lang and I'm running for mouth congress. And I love all the sides of the room. <laughs> like when your boy Mitt Romney said his favorite thing about Massachusetts was all the trees. Yes. <laughs> Daddy can see oh. the trees. <laughs> Daddy's favorite food is hot dogs. <laughs> Okay, so they, they thought maybe it was this gang and that they had rented rooms in that fucking house, but this lead didn't go anywhere. One week after the massacre on February 22nd, police discovered the 1927 Cadillac sedan that the assassins had driven to the scene. It was disassembled and partially burned, so somebody had, like, scrapped it and torched it, even though there was, like, no way to glean evidence back then. <laughs> I don't know. The good old days, am I right? They just wanted a fire, I guess. <laughs> They traced the engine number and were able to connect the car to a gangster who had ties to Al Capone. So you'd think, okay, it's wrapped up. But confusingly, this gangster was also associated with the Purple Gang. Ooh, double dipping. And to an Irish St. Louis gang Triple called dipping. Egan's Rats. Well, I don't like anything that's happening in this book. The name Why? fits. Yeah. Look at the second one. Did they all grow up in a nuclear power plant? They because all look like a washed out Charlie Chaplin. They're extremely busted. Every single one of these sketches yeah. is fucking busted. Yeah, they nailed the hats, though. The second one's really getting me. I don't like it. Yeah. Fire this artist. This is rough. Yeah. So Egan's rats. Okay. It, at the bottom it says this photograph. No, that's not a photograph. There's no way. <laughs> There's no way. It's a photograph. It's a photograph. Look at this photograph. <laughs> Look at this graph. <laughs> So this lead also went nowhere. Eventually, though, there, were, uh, there was a more definite lead on one of the killers. A truck driver named Elmer Lewis, just like a, a regular Joe named Elmer. Elmer. Regular uh, Elmer. A regular old Elmer came forward and told police that on the morning of the massacre, he had turned a corner on North Clark Street and sideswiped a police car, which is a Whoops. shitty way to start your morning. We've all been there. <laughs> Have we? <laughs> no. <laughs> he stopped immediately because he was expecting that he was in serious fucking trouble because he hit a fucking parked police car. <laughs> but was impatiently waved away by the driver whom he remembered was wearing was in uniform and missing a front tooth mm, the Iconic. fake cop the fake cop police believe that the man he was describing was Fred Killer Burke Ooh. wow and this man does not require a celebrity look alike because i think we all know what i'm thinking of yeah, little bit. What? His mustache. Oh. oh. I was looking at it, but I was mesmerized at how lopsided it I is. I was looking yeah. at the frown. Yeah. 
Yeah, we don't need a comparison oh, for this. No. He's got a lot going on. He also, he also has a Trumpian vibe to him, too. It's the jowl. It's just the fascist. It's the fascist yeah, vibe. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So this, this dude was a member of Egan's Rats, who was known to go on crime sprees while wearing a police uniform. <laughs> Which one was he? <laughs> How could anyone identify anybody? It, like... If you put this photo in a newspaper and you were like, keep, an eye, out, keep yeah. an eye out for these guys. They're dangerous criminals. No one fucking yeah. looks like that. They all have two eyes, a nose, and a, th- a thin mouth. They all look like the amateur sketch from the Leprechaun <laughs> and Mobile <laughs> video. That's, that's exactly yeah. it with the hat. With the little Leprechaun hat. They all look like eggs with hats on. Like, who could... Okay, I'll keep my eye out for this riffraff. And and for the 11-year-old in the middle. Yeah, yeah, in a costume. Yeah. It was bring your son to work day. (laughs) (laughs) Bring your four sons to work day. I can keep up, I I promise. They they share a bloodline. <laughs> a it's a boy band. It's a, boy it's band. a cursed boy band. It's BTS. Ish. Don't. How dare you? I love BTS. Okay, and there's so, more than five of them, I think. God. So police raided th- this guy's bungalow, and they found a bulletproof vest, two Tommy guns, a cache of other weapons, and almost three hundred and twenty thousand dollars in cash, which. Swine money converter. Swine money converter. How many? How Says many hogs? It's about five point five million dollars today in oh. cash. Yeah, must be rough. Mm. I wouldn't mind five point five million hogs. Right. Again, we can be bribed. Yeah. Tell your friends. Whip out your hogs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So using the brand fucking new science of forensic ballistics, police were able to identify both weapons as those used in the massacre. So the the Tommy guns that were used were in mini Hitler's bungalow. H2. Yeah. H2. H2, no. H2, Tokyo Street Drift. Uh, no. The Maddie um, Dunks. So Burke had fled by the time police raided his bungalow, but he was captured a year later on a Missouri farm, fucking surrounded by feral hogs. Yeah. Dripping in hog. Dripping in hog. Balls deep in he hog. He was happier than a hog in shit. But uh, he was never actually, uh, he was actually wanted for several other crimes and they had like a stronger case against him for a different murder. So he actually went to prison for life for that other murder. So he never actually was charged for the massacre. Mm, okay. And also he's just one guy and there were deaf four total. So we're still looking. We're still looking. And let us If you co- recognize these men... <laughs> If you have any information, yeah, please call. I fucking dare you to call the Chicago <laughs> PD. I, I might have a tip you. on the 1929 St. Valentine's Day massacre. <laughs> Reopen the case. <laughs> I know you're probably working on it round the clock. Your send task me, force. Send me to the St. Valentine's Day massacre desk. <laughs> 
<laughs> yes, patch me through. Patch me to the agent in charge. <laughs> so the garage on North Clark Street was demolished in 1967, and the site is now a parking lot across the street or near a nursing home. I don't fucking know. I, it, there, it's complicated geography over there. Site the <laughs> map. During the demolition, the bricks of the wall against which the victims were shot were purchased by the only person more morbid than the three of us, like some Canadian businessman. It was like, yeah, I'll take those bloody bricks. <laughs> I don't know my bloody brick collection. Yeah. Uh, many of these were later sold individually, and several are now owned by the Mob Museum in Las Vegas. Are they on display? Probably. On display, on display. So to this day, the St. Valentine's Day Massacre. There we go. Uh, Whoa. That was like the least graphic photo I could find. And it was a long time ago, so we're okay. It remains one of the most notorious crimes in the annals, nailed it, of gangland (laughs) history. (laughs) Nailed it. Nailed it. And even though Al Capone was like, like likely very, oh my God, very likely got away with ordering this attack, it still marked the beginning of the end for him personally. This massacre was widely understood to have marked a turning point in the public's willingness to put up with just open gang activity in their cities. Newspapers published grisly photos of the massacre with headlines about how tolerance for gang violence had gone too far, and people began to pressure the government to actually do something about it. Federal authorities began investigating Capone in earnest. We got the IRS thing. You heard about it. Tax evasion. And the rest, as they say, is syphilis. (laughs) Sorry. History. And that is my case. Is that is that just a a pig nose in the bottom center? That is what syphilis is. No, you're you're like <laughs> shit. Falls oh yeah, up. what is that? Yeah, that floating. It's an ulcer. It's a close up of one of the ulcers. Ah uh, yes. Yeah. I see it now. I really it's a see it drawing. now. Okay. Is this from that book you got me for my birthday? It's probably in it, but okay. I just Googled it because I was losing, I was running out of time. She got me an amazing hardcover book for my birthday a couple years ago with just like historical drawings of various diseases. This. Like a lot of like skin diseases. It's, it's called awesome. The Sick Rose. It's so good. Beautiful. Great coffee table book. Crack it open on the day you watch all of those really sad movies. Yeah. And just peruse all the different skin diseases. Yeah. Some things just don't mix. Mm-mm. Like me and dogs that jump. Oh, yeah. You really don't like that. I really don't like that. Or like drinking orange juice right after you brush your teeth. Ish. Been there. Or like an 8.30 a.m. meeting. No. Ew. That's before hours. Mm-hmm. Absolutely not. And also, like, oil and water. And yep. our bodies don't absorb CBD oil very well because we're mostly made of water. So when you reach for oil-based CBD products, you could be absorbing as low as 6% of what's on the label. Boo. Boo is right. Next Evo Naturals, however, developed a proprietary water-soluble form of CBD, clinically tested multiple times, which has proven 
to work faster and absorb four times better. So whatever your reason is for taking CBD, if you want to stay calmer, if you want to sleep better during the stressful time of year, CBD only works when it gets into your body. So you can trust Nexevo and their all-natural gummies and capsules that absorb four times better than most oil-based products. I'm in love with Nexevo products. I especially am in love with their sleep gummies. I love their gummies. Yeah, and I have, they are like a little treat. They've become such an easy part of my nighttime routine, and I have historically had trouble sleeping, and these really do help me get to sleep quicker and keep me asleep throughout the night. And honestly, a huge part of the reason why they work so well is because of their whole formula that you were talking about. So it's not well known, but CBD is not actually an oil, but other companies often dissolve it into an oil because it's a cheap and easy way to make products like tinctures and gummies, which we love. They're delicious. But CBD oil only works when your body actually absorbs it. So Next Evo did the hard work and created a unique proprietary water-soluble form of CBD. Their products absorb faster, better, and more delicious with no hempy aftertaste. I love that, too. They are just tasty. And with so many choices, you can trust the brand with the data. Next Evo products are proven to absorb four times better than most oil-based products. They work fast with absorption starting in just 10 minutes. So if you're like a little wired up and you know it's bedtime... You want something that's going to start working right away. Now you can try their brand new Extra Strength Daily Wellness CBD Gummies. Mm. These are two times stronger than the regular strength. So double up, baby. Love that. Don't waste your time with oil-based CBD that might not work. Upgrade to better natural solutions from NextEvo. Go to nextevo.com and use promo code GALS to get 25% off. That's 25% off at nextevo.com promo code gals g-a-l-s and treat your wellness treat it if i asked you or frankly myself how many subscriptions you had (laughs) would you be able to list all of them and how much you're paying no i mean that is some like real attention to detail that i simply do not have i have a half finished finished spreadsheet i can tell you that much Yeah, and that's not an effective tracking method. (laughs) I'm not going to update that. If you would have asked me this question before I started using Rocket Money, I would have said, sure, yeah, I I probably maybe have a handle on all of my subscriptions, but I'm going to tell you that I was wrong. I could not be more incorrect. I couldn't believe how many I had and, like, all the money I was wasting, y'all. Mm-hmm. It's not good. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels Woo! your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Yes, please. This is Santa Claus for your wallet. Mm-hmm. I can see all of my subscriptions in one place. And if I see something I don't want or was completely oblivious that I had in the first place... I can mm-hmm. cancel it with just the click of a button. I never have to get on the phone with their customer service. Bless. With that really small print. Some people make it really, really hard to cancel. Mm-hmm. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate t- to lower your bills for you. Mm. Like by up to 20%. Love it. It's it's a gift. It truly is. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. 
Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year mm. with over $500 million in canceled subscriptions. Unreal. That is Unreal. wild and That's so, so funny. cool. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash gals. That's rocketmoney.com slash gals. One more time, rocketmoney.com slash gals. And treat your wallet. Treat it. Let's face it. The holidays are stressful. And there's Mm. also a lot of outfit layering. Mm-hmm. Especially yep. if you live in the Midwest. <laughs> Seriously, there is nothing like getting up, seeing the weather, layering, 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 and then going out and immediately sweating. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can be so cold and so sweaty at the same time. Who knew? There's also just like stress, sweating. You got your whole gift list. You got a, a whole list of things to cook for the party next weekend. Mm-hmm. Like in-laws i mean it's everything Mm -hmm. but luckily no matter how stressful it gets or how warm under your layering you are we can still all smell incredible with Mm -hmm. lumi lumi is a game-changing whole body deodorant designed by an obgyn to work not only on those pits but also feet privates beyond Mm -hmm. everything so no matter where you use it Lumi is clinically proven to block odor all day long thanks to its one-of-a-kind pH-optimized formula. And Mm. you know what pH-optimized means. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yep, so this holiday season, cross BO off your list of things to worry about because Lumi has got you covered. And as a special offer, new customers get five bucks off Lumi's starter pack with our exclusive code and link. So that is loonydeodorant.com and use that promo code GALS5 for Mm -hmm. five bucks off. Oh, it's the best. I love Lumi so much. Like, I know I talk about this a lot. I am a night sweater. (laughs) I will wake up stankin' after a night of sweaty sleep. (laughs) And I have gotten into the habit of just like putting a little bit of Lumi on even before I go to bed because I can trust that it's not going to be like bad. Yeah. It's, you know, I just like get myself with a little bit of the whole body deodorant. This is seriously safe to use anywhere on your body. I will do pits under boob uh, in especially in the summer and the hot months. The thigh folds. My belly button, butt crack, vulva, feet, like anywhere that you can ever stank unexpectedly. Hi, Lumi's got it's you. like spot treating for your body. Yes. Created by an OBGYN who saw firsthand how normal BO was being misdiagnosed and mistreated. Like some deodorants that try to mask odor with fragrance, Lumi is formulated and powered by mandelic acid. Oh. This stops odor before it starts. So it's sort of like a pre-odorant. So it's like... Perfect for my little nighttime before a night of sweaty sleep. Mm-hmm. It's also free of baking soda, free of any paraben. It's pH balanced for safe use below the belt. And it's clinically proven to control odor better than a shower with soap alone. 12 hours after a shower, the average person has an odor level of a 6 out of 10 in that 12 hours. But with Lumi, the average odor level is a 0 out of 10. How do they do it? So Lumi's starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, a cream tube deodorant, two free products of your choice, like the mini body wash and deodorant wipes. I highly recommend the deodorant wipes. Love the wipes. 
Those are everybody's best friend. And the starter pack has free shipping. So as a special offer for our listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code GALS5 at lumipodcast.com. That's L-U-M-E podcast.com. And use that code GALS5, G-A-L-S-5. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumipodcast.com and use code GALS5. And treat your stink. Treat it. Okay, I'm going to start so we can get away from the syphilis photo. Okay. So are you ready for my case? (laughs) Is this case even interesting? Honestly, I was so high when I wrote this, I don't (laughs) fucking know. Did I pick it only because I was determined to discover the origin of this person's ridiculous mobster nickname? Yes. (laughs) Did I ever discover the origin? You'll find out. Mm. Sam Teets Bataglia. Teets? Like, like Teets. Teets. And, yeah, okay. Was about to be my nickname. Yep. She produces. Is it Bataglia or Bataglia? So I looked this up. Because I know a Bataglia. It's supposed to be pronounced that way. That would be the proper Italian pronunciation. But yeah, this I, they the, they, proper the family uses. Chicago never met a G they didn't want to the pronounce. The bastardized <laughs> Bataglia. They don't do the silent G. Chicago. Yeah, it's yeah. It's not Chicago. 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 That's how Cher pronounces it, though. Yeah. Chicago. Yeah. So Chicago. <laughs> Teets was born uh, right here in Chicago. In 1908, a mere nine years B.H., which is before Helen, (laughs) look how fucking cute and tiny she is. She's like a little bird. She is very small. Also, could not find her light. Fucking keep up, Grandma. Jesus Christ. No. It's embarrassing. You are embarrassing me from beyond the grave, Grandma. Are those her lungs plugged in behind her? (laughs) She was born like four months after photography was invented. (laughs) Yeah, give her a break. She's in the first photograph. (laughs) God, I love her so much. You're so cute. Um, So I don't know much about uh, Tietz's interests before he joined the mob, but he was one of four brothers, and several of these brothers were closely tied to a gang called the 42s, which was, quote, a wild bunch of juvenile crooks who ran amok in Al Capone's kingdom of sin, stealing cars, robbing cigar stands, and holding up nightclubs in the hopes that the big boss was paying attention. They're trying to get Al Capone's attention? Yeah, yeah They want to be promoted. Yeah, oh to the big legs. Okay. So it really comes as no surprise, uh, given the fact that Teets grew up adjacent to the mob, was like raised by the mob, that he would join the 42s at about 16 years old. Teets was an enormous teenager. He was tall, he was muscular, and he was like terrifyingly unafraid in the way that only a teenager can be unafraid yeah. of literally anything. Yeah. So he was just like... They live forever. Yeah. yeah. He's like, nothing can touch me. I'll fuck anything up. Let's go. Um, he dove into a life of crime head first, following the lead of his older brother, Augie, who was the leader of the 42s at the time that he joined. Tragically, Aggie was killed in a shootout with police during the labor wars of 1931. Probably on that fucking street corner. Probably. 
Yeah, Death Corner. Like statistically, yeah, maybe, probably. And Little Teats was actually in police custody at the time of Augie's funeral, but was able to attend. Can I say Little Teats? Little Teats. He was young Teats at the time. Little Teats. One of my boobs feels personally victimized. So Little Teats. The right one. (laughs) Yeah. So Lil Teat was allowed to attend, but he had to stay cuffed to an officer the entire time. So, like, this was his life. He was just like, okay. Anyway. Poor Lil Teat. He ran around with the 42s for a while, but by the time he was in his 20s, he was starting to age out of the younger crew. The 42s were like the rough and tumble teens. So he soon drew the notice of the big boys of the Chicago outfit in 1930 at the, uh, (laughs) this is how he got their attention finally. At the age of 22 in 1930, Teats pulled a gun on the wife of the mayor at the time of Chicago and asked her to hand over her jewels. Please. Yo, broad. Please. Please. He's a polite Teat. He asked. Mark my tates. I'm going to take those jewels. He left the scene with $15,500 worth of loot. Time money converter? Should I do it? Do it. Do it. Oh, I'm not hooked up to the internet. Dang it. Someone else Google it. And the shield and pistol of her police bodyguard chauffeur, Officer Peter J. O'Malley. Here's an amazing colorized photo of him. (laughs) Absolutely iconic. Joke. I oh, love yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. There's I loved this film. Peter O'Malley colorized. <laughs> um, the authorities were unable to positively identify Teats as the culprit, but Capone had eyes and ears everywhere and was able to find out who had the balls to rob the mayor's wife. They were impressed, and now Teats was on his way up the organized crime ladder. Teats was a piece of work, and Capone was into it. Within a few weeks of robbing the mayor's wife and the policeman that was with her. Her bodyguard. Her bodyguard. Teats was the getaway driver in a hit on an underground poker game. Unfortunately for Teats and his crew, the cops had been tipped off to the plan for this robbery. And when the gang arrived at the home to rob these wealthy elite gamblers, the cops were already there waiting for them. All of the crew managed to flee successfully, except for Teats. Pictured here in the back of a cop car. He was arrested. But he was released on bond, and while out on bond, he was arrested again for allegedly shooting a cop in a shootout. Later the same year, Teats was accused of kidnapping a man named Lewis Kaplan, who was a wealthy car company owner, and holding him for a $100,000 ransom. Oh, my God. I am not sure Did if he, he was... Did he take the Lindbergh baby, Seriously. Too? Yeah. He was busy. I'm not sure if he was ever actually convicted of any of these crimes, though, because his legal representation was the same, like... Lawyer for the mob for the Chicago outfit. Oh, okay. A man named Sidney Korshak, and he was very fucking good. Oh yeah. If you yeah, they had all you those want political Sydney on your side. Mm-hmm. His retainer mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. out of control. But exactly. He's good. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Next photo, please. So Teats was called to testify before the Senate in 1950 uh, in regards to improper activities in labor and management. 
He refused to respond to a single question, instead setting a record at the time by pleading the fifth 60 times in less than an hour of questioning. We have blown way past we have that record. Very recently. Yeah. yeah. But he proved himself loyal, and maybe he pissed off the Senate, but he got a promotion back home in Chicago. Teets was now crew chief working under Rocco de Grazio in Elwood Park. I don't know. <laughs> in Elwood Park. In Elwood Park. <laughs> While de Grazio ran the narcotic side of things, Teets ran the gambling and sex work side. This is the job for, for Teets. teets. Yeah. <laughs> this is a job for Teets. You want toots with good tits? You go to you Teets. You go to Teets. <laughs> if you want a toots with good tits, you go to Teets. <laughs> So one of the roles in his work <laughs> was to collect on debts to the mob. Uh, and while most other Italian mobsters didn't want to deal with loan sharking, Teets was pumped to get in there and get his hands dirty. Teets was pumped. Old Teets was getting Don't pumped. Don't make her spray. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stop Don't. Seriously, don't do that. That could actually work. Can don't. we get another tablecloth up here? <laughs> I'm just wearing a regular bra. I'm not even wearing like nipple shields, okay? Nipple shields! Okay, we if gotta you keep start going. milking, I'm gonna piss my pants. Yeah. Uh, okay, so. <laughs> Don't! I'm making sure. Don't! Don't! I was checking to see if you were with. If your friends oh. don't grab your tits constantly, are they really your best friends? It's for your health. I was checking them. Right after Kenyon had her baby, she, I was like, how are your boobs? And she goes, they're sentient. Yeah. Like, oh. Like, raise your hand if you've ever breastfed. Like, like oh my God, your boobs... They they can they hear. Know. It's unbelievable. Stop! <laughs> it's really gonna work. Don't. It's really gonna work. Okay. I'm gonna fucking die. Okay. <laughs> we gotta get. Holy shit. Okay. 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 Spray all over your new coat. <laughs> no. <laughs> worth it. So he's like, cool, I'll loan shark. I'll fucking beat the shit out of people for my job. That sounds dope. Uh, so he spent the next decade as one of Chicago's leading heavies with an estimated $5 million in debts owed just like out on the streets of Chicago and Las Vegas at any given time, like consistently. Yeah, but how many copies can you buy with accounts receivable? That's what I'm saying. Zero. <laughs> you don't have that fucking money yet. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> that was an economics joke. Yeah, we all <laughs> loved it. Meanwhile, <laughs> the gambling side of business was booming. And he was, uh, and he controlled all of the gambling in the suburbs of Melrose Park, Schiller Park, Bellwood, Elmwood Park, and the entire west side of Chicago. He also had his name on a ton of businesses through which to discreetly conduct mob transactions and laundering. He and his crew ran car dealerships, small mom and pop shops, restaurants and clubs, laundries, hotels, parking garages, construction companies, theaters. I mean, they were laundering mob City money. Wineries. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. Oh my God. Is it true? It'd be great. I'd I mean, love it. I'm here for it. Um, so they had their hands in absolutely everything. And like <laughs> in a 
very lucrative scam at one of the dealerships they owned. Uh, the dealership's entire stock of cars mysteriously disappeared from the lot one day. <laughs> so they filed for bankruptcy and collected on the insurance. Oh my God. So they weren't just making money Weird. through like drugs and booze no, and gambling and sex work. And it was also extortion and car yeah. wash. It, yep, yeah. there's a lot going on. Uh, one of his, a one day. Oh, oh. <laughs> Good. Breaking Bad? Yeah. No? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Timely. Ti- we Timely got it. Joke. Topical. Yeah. yeah. It is. Yeah. One of his business partners, a man named Erwin Wiener, Teets and Wiener, y'all, co owned several businesses together, including a meat processing plant. There we go. Wiener, Wiener and Teets will grind your meats. That's not what it was called, but I did get. Did you just w- make this? Well, very high, I made that in Canva. Oh my God. That's why I texted you guys the other night being like, if you get a Google verification code, it's me. It's I'm like 1.30 in the morning. <laughs> I was like, so, yeah, this is the design for the new merch. The cow is disgusting. <laughs> the cow. Ew. It's Wiener and teeth. Utter is erect. I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Turns out Canva has a huge image portfolio when you Google udders. <laughs> I love Canva. While laughing to yourself about 75 milligrams in in your bed. <laughs> <laughs> while, your fu- <laughs> while your future husband is frolicking around Chicago with your sound guy. <laughs> who is currently the biggest threat to our relationship. <laughs> Bill is fucking in love with John. John's and John is in Bill love right with now. Bill. Yeah. Yeah, John, John's fucking texting him right now, aren't it's you? It's a real bromance. You piece of shit. Sexting. Se- you're sexting, sexting Bill. with my fiance. We were making Ew. we were making plans for tomorrow and like buying museum tickets and stuff. And we were like, John, do you want to go to blah blah blah? And he was like, Yeah, let me just like talk with Bill and you check see. with Bill. <laughs> I have to I have to run it by Bill, but. It should work. We should be available. I'm sitting right there like, gotta run it by Bill? He's so like it wasn't even a question. He was like, yeah, yeah let me run it by Bill. Bill's doing. Anyway. I can compete with Bill. No, no, no one can. Uh, in between managing all of his businesses and his work for the mob and his teat meat. Teat meat? Teat, teat and wiener meat. Teets managed to meet a nice gal, get married, have a couple kids, and take Just a mistress. Like John wants to do. In Sorry. Ni- take a mistress in 1960. Rough timing. Yeah. And take a mistress. Oh god. <laughs> Literally though, where is this man finding the fucking time? Like I am exhausted thinking about his life. Anyway, he was made boss of the Chicago outfit around this time as well because the former boss was serving time in prison and Teets had been doing such a great job so they were like you can take the crown but Teets' throne would only be held for just shy of like two years before the law finally caught up with him there he goes his reign was the shortest in Chicago outfit history a real what is it Henry Harrison William Henry Harrison. We don't even know. Is it the president who died because he like didn't wear a coat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's always, always had, that was the short. Days. Yeah, he was in office for ten days or whatever. Yeah, he like didn't wear a coat because he during got the his flu inauguration and died. speech. And yeah, I thought that was a wives' tale. No, that's real. 
And so the VP just, okay, anyway, read Whatever. a book, you fucking turds. He's the, he's the Liz Truss of the Chicago I outfit. read a lot of anyway, Stephen Anyway, I'm a genius. So, um, the shortest in Chicago outfit history. Though Teats is suspected to have committed or been directly involved in the murders of at least seven people throughout his mob career... What finally did him in was getting caught embezzling one of the construction companies that he was associated with. The government never fucking cares if you kill about people. About your life. It's they just, just care about, about money. about the money. A yeah. thousand percent. Yeah. It's literally Al Capone tax evasion. Yeah. Like, it's, it's all that bullshit. And, like, not even the great Sidney Korshak could get him out mm. of it that time. The, the, the government cares about their money. So Teats was sentenced to 15 years, but was diagnosed with terminal cancer in 1973 and was released from prison to die at home with his loved ones, which is a luxury that is not afforded to inmates very often. So different times. Mm -hmm. Um, Can I tell you something that I learned in my research? Speaking of the government really not caring about About any of us. So during Prohibition, the government purposely poisoned a bunch of booze And then, like, let it be distributed. Mm -hmm. And on, like, Christmas night, like, hundreds of people died. Just to, like, teach people a lesson. Like, stir up fear and danger. Do you know who was applauding that decision? Fucking... That lady. Your bitch. Oh, don't you dare. The most like cursed Where's Waldo ever. <laughs> Fuck me. Also, God. I'm so sorry if you have epilepsy. In okay. This Close your eyes. But despite Teats's passing, his legacy would withstand the test of time. His son Richard, Dick Teats. <laughs> <laughs> That's Mrs. Dick, Dick Teats. <laughs> to you, lushy, wet Dick Teats. Yeah. Dictator Dick. Dictates. Uh, so Richard would go on to have children of his own, uh, four sons, Bates, Sam, grandfather's namesake, and uh, three sons, and Anthony, sorry. Three and Pronounced four are Anthony. the same. Anthony. The family stayed in the Chicago area, and the Anthony. young boys took an interest in hockey with Bates even going on to play for the NHL. He, uh, throughout his career, played for the Carolina Hurricanes, the Colorado Avalanche, uh, Washington Capitals. Chicago Bulls. The Chicago Bulls. <laughs> the, and Sport. the Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay. Oh, they're good, probably. So, yeah, they got there. Yeah. That sounds great. Yeah. So, though he left the sport in 2012 and then won Amazing Race with his brother, Anthony, in Shut 2013. Up. Yeah, they got a million dollars on that season. Oh, like they needed it. Yeah. Oh, we'll get to My it. My mom is obsessed yeah, with Amazing is. Race. She probably knew Bates and Anthony. Did you know that it's Patagonia. still on? Yeah. yeah. So is Survivor. Yeah. Wow. Y'all are nuts. Anyway. Um, so the Teats legacy would continue in the form of a bar and grill... In Raleigh, North Carolina. What? Sunny with a 100% chance of teats. That's the weekend forecast here at Teats. No, the weekend forecast is drizzle. I don't... (laughs) Your forecast. Yeah. (laughs) And I just pumped. It's ladies night at Teats. (laughs) 
like that it's teats, dick, and baits. Oh, yeah. It's not a great collection of names. Come on down to teats. When you're here, you're family. <laughs> when you're here, you're a baby who can breast. doing your Dominic Toretto voice? <laughs> I don't get Come on down to teats. I got family. (laughs) Come on down to teats. So Bates and Anthony open teats. Ladies night. To honor and celebrate their notorious grandpa. Wet t-shirt night. Wet t-shirt night. Wet t-shirt night at teats. (laughs) Come on down to teats where the teats are always teating. Can I interest you in a side of tater teats? (laughs) Loaded tater teats. <laughs> and you get your mom's for a dollar and a half. Happy hour at Teats, you get a bucket of Mars and some gator bites, dollar and a half. Can I have the loaded Teats, please? For the side of ranch. <laughs> I like them drippy. <laughs> the loaded I like I'm wet. Like wet teeth. <laughs> this is so fucking stupid, you yeah. guys. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna finish up my case with an excerpt from the Teats website. <laughs> because the glorified, beautiful, like f- family lineage picture they painted of their murderer grandpa <laughs> is so heartwarming. Like whose grandpa privileged. was a murderer though? <laughs> it's amazing. We okay. all have a murderer grandpa. Right. Who doesn't? Get off your high horse. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, so the website says the Bataglia's great grandparents came to the USA at the tur- came to the USA at the turn of the century, like so many did, to make a better life. It wasn't easy for many who did. This was no different for the Bataglia's grandfather, Sam Teets Bataglia. Is this printed on the back of like every the menu? sticky fucking menu Probably. in this place? It's, it's like on the website under about us. Corners, like they the never wipe them. Off. They like never wipe them. This is definitely a back of the menu moment. They like kind of snap when you open them. Ugh, gross. <laughs> Being a first-generation American, it wasn't easy finding work, especially at that time of economic hardship. In order to feed his family... What, the early 20th century? 1929. (laughs) They had a point. In order to feed his family as well as make, make it in a new world, Teets took a different path than most in his situation. It went a little different. Something a little different. Something different. Teets Battaglia would eventually work his way up the ranks to the head of the Chicago outfit. In doing so, he provided his family with everything they needed to make it in America for the future. He had two sons, Richard, the youngest, known affectionately as Mr. B. I don't know why. Dick, Mr. D. Mr. D. Would go on to become a professional football player, being inducted into the semi-pro football hall of fame. So and that's not a- even the hockey player. No, it's not. There's just athletes in the family. We have sports. Football King is of not sports. hockey. No, you nailed no, it. No, it's different. It's different. Stanley Cup tomorrow. Sports queen, yeah. everyone. Can't wait football for Rihanna to play the hockey. Stanley Cup halftime show. Yes. <laughs> go Bulls. Wait, Go Rihanna, Rihanna's doing the halftime show? Yeah. yeah. Keep she up. hasn't even delivered the new album. Nope. Because she was too busy delivering a baby. Whatever. 
Give her some room. Anyway, <laughs> uh, Mr. B had three boys, Sam, Bates, and Anthony, who took the reins from there. Like teats for his son, Dick, and consequently Dick for his three sons. Ick. The eldest, Sam, paved the way for Bates and Anthony. Mr. B always <laughs> spoke highly of how the family transitioned from where they started and where they've ended up due to teats paving the way for his family. By murdering a bunch of people. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Teats is a bar that comes from a hard-working family that did whatever it took to get where they wanted to be. Including, They're basically just like, Have you heard yeah. a whiter sentence in your fucking life? <laughs> We're mobster Nepo babies. Yeah. And including we love it. mowing down any human being that stood in their way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It may have been tough at times, and there were difficult choices along the way. <laughs> but when you love your family the way up the Bataglias do, you make it work. Ish. What? That's on the Teats website. Amazing. It's in fucking credible. The delusion. Love I love it. Teats.gov. Yeah, teats.gov. It's just, it's the that American you. dream of being a literal murderer to create, like, generational welfare family. Yeah. So I saved the best for last because we still don't know why he has this nickname. Teats. Uh, you, you probably go to it. It's, it's more teats. Teats. It's when they open, teats, that's teats, when they teats. open their like, vinyl Oops siding. All teats. Oops all teats. <laughs> their shipping container wall falls off and then you get some airflow through the teats. Cool. You gotta air out the teats. Yeah. It's great to have a patio. Anyway. Teats allegedly came from an angry exchange of words he had with a fellow mobster where Sam said, shut up or I'll bust you into teats. <laughs> it's teats? Uh. The word teats is the result of the old gangster way of pluralizing words that were already pluralized. Teeth became teeths, and since teeths is hard to say, it would come out as teats. Hence, his mob name was born. Is that not the dumbest shit you've ever heard? Yes. Yes. And that's my cake. Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kala Yip. Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Editing by Jonathan Camp. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wineandcrimepod. If you have questions, answers, or recommendations to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, basically wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It is the best way to spread the word. If you'd like to show your support, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing. Cheers!